0: Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and conditioning, to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I am a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in addiction, substance abuse, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality.
1: It was physically shaking for weeks. I mean, I was just like my nervous system because my logical mind, not just from the near-death experience, but also the spiritually transformative experience I had two weeks prior, my logical mind couldn't make sense. And we've really traced it down to three potential core wounds. Either a feeling of inadequacy, a feeling of alone or separateness, or a
0: lack of feeling emotionally or physically safe. On this guest episode, I have the transformative Jennifer Caitlin. Jennifer is a transpersonal spiritual hypnotherapist. This is the work that she got into after having her own near death experience and spiritually transformative experience. Two slightly different things which jennifer explains in this episode she shares how we can discover inner peace freedom connection to our higher selves and discover the root cause of what drives our behaviors and emotional mental battles from doing this work of spiritual hypnotherapy taking us back past life regressions and even experiencing in between lives which is the work that she does with some of her clients. Jennifer shares about her personal experience, about her work, and we get into all kinds of awesome, interesting, cosmic stuff. So take a listen and enjoy. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the Women Making Podcast. Hi, Whitney. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I am super excited about this conversation, Jennifer. I was just telling you that I have never had anybody on the show where we've talked about a near-death experience or someone that's had one. And I think that those are such incredible experiences to have. They're very transformative. I myself have been listening a lot to people's recollections and stories of their near-death experiences because it helps me kind of ground after a long day of being on earth, where you start to get caught up in the minutiae, right? The sort of yes. Maya, right? The, oh, I should have done this and I shouldn't have done that. And it helps you remember that our soul's desire and our soul's path and purpose can be very different from our day-to-day fixations or hangups. So yeah. I've always been very intrigued by people who have had these experiences. And Jennifer, you've had one, but and you've also made it into your work. Right, helping others through transpersonal and spiritual hypnotherapy to kind of gain this greater, maybe higher understanding of themselves to maybe break cycles or patterns that are no longer serving them and to heal from maybe past experiences or traumas. Yes, absolutely. So
1: should I begin with where this all started? Yes, please. Story time. Tell us. So a lot of people have heard of near-death experiences, right? Like a lot of, the term NDE is out there. A lot of people know about it. What people know less of are STEs or spiritually transformative experiences. And I think a lot more people have had spiritually transformative experiences. I see it all the time in my practice where people come in and they're like, I don't know what's happening. It's like a waking up. Like you said, out of our human everyday mode and stresses. And there's just, there's an awareness of something else that exists for us. And so many, many people have had this, a near-death experience is one type of spiritually transformative experience, but there are many other types of SDEs as well. And so my path started, I, I think looking back, sometimes you can look back on your life and see like, oh, that's what that was. A lot of events that happened even in childhood are things I felt that I just didn't really ponder in my conscious awareness because I didn't really know what it was, but looking back, I can see that. But skipping up to early adulthood, I began having a series of events, many events that were happening within about a two-month period that now I know are STEs. Many people are recognized who I've never met before. like deeply, deeply recognized. Many things were happening to the point where I began feeling very, very ungrounded and I didn't know what was happening to me. And a friend of mine who's a clinical psychologist, I was like, you need to evaluate me. I don't know what's happening to me. And thankfully this person handed me a Brian Weiss book on it, which was past life regression hypnosis. And I didn't even know what that was prior to all of this happening. And she said, I want you to read this. And so something in my core was just like, you have to explore this. And I, my logical mind fought it because I come from the Western world of psychology. I have my master's degree in school psychology. It didn't make logical sense to me, but something pushed me to exploring. So I did, and I continued to have these STEs that were showing up. And during that training, I had a near-death experience. So I had a very, very big spiritually transformative experience that just blew my entire worldview wide open. And I did experience a deep sense of unconditional love in that STE that I've never experienced otherwise. And then two weeks after that, I had a near-death experience and I had awareness of, of being out of my body. I was unconscious. I wasn't conscious again until, until the EMTs had arrived, but During that time, I had awareness of being out and it was, there was like, almost like I had a full view all around me of, it's like my consciousness, my awareness was in this container that was open at the top in space and I could look up and there was, there was like outer space. And I knew, I just had a sense of, I had free will to go, but I heard this voice not through my ears. It was like some inner voice awareness that said very firmly, stay, like, do not leave this place, stay here. And I could feel there were like these really, really tall gem-like structures with colors. I've never, some colors I've never seen before and extremely vivid. And I could feel energy coming off of those sustaining me. And so I did, I felt like there was purpose in, in staying there. And I felt like it was looking back now, like sustaining my own energy in life. And I also had the sense during that experience that if I did go and leave that space, I felt like I wasn't going to come back.
0: And so then if you weren't going to come back, did you have a sense of where you would be if you chose not to return? I don't know for sure, but it was open to just
1: complete outer space. It was like darkness and stars. and, And I felt like it would be out there somewhere just not in a body not in human form
0: did you feel what did you feel when you're in that space did you feel anxious and afraid did you feel at peace or calm no i felt so when when i was in my body
1: my awareness was in my body and i began having these things happen physically i was extremely fearful terrified. And at that time, I still questioned, like, is there anything out there? I had all these things happening, but I kept in my human mind wanting proof and asking for proof. And and I was getting it over and over again. And what I got later on was like, you weren't listening. So we had to show you that there really is this existence beyond your body and mind. And no, when I was unconscious and in that space, I felt just completely deep sense of peace. Like, okay, this is where it is. And it just, I felt Mm -hmm. the only way I can describe it is an energy that was coming off of those gem-like structures into my energy Mm -hmm. and almost like strengthening me in a way and supporting me. But there was nothing fearful
0: about it at all. Did you have a body where like, if you look, Oh, I had
1: awareness that I was not in my body, but I didn't, wasn't bothered by that. Like Mm -hmm. I was when I was in my body and I was afraid that something was happening. I didn't have any fear like that. So I had awareness. I wasn't looking at my body though. What I was able to notice more visually. And again, it wasn't through my eyeballs, but (laughs) it was this structure and being in space that I was just like completely out of my body, but it didn't matter to me.
0: Wow. If you didn't feel fear, what, what made you want to come back when you heard that voice that said, do, do not leave, like, don't keep going, like go back. Did you want to? Cause a lot of people will say that they didn't, when they get to that, when they have their near-death experience, they didn't want to return that they Mm -hmm. the thought of coming back to earth where it's much more dense and you are in a body and you are feeling all these heavy sense of separation and not this lighter energy. They didn't want to come back. Did you, you didn't feel that way? I didn't feel
1: resistance but I I have worked with many people who've had near death experiences and talked to people and I know that is a very common thread because I also felt a deep sense of peace. I didn't necessarily feel resistance in coming back only because I mean I all all I was experiencing was I felt this awareness and being told to not leave this space. And it felt very firmly like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to stay here. Like I'm not supposed to go any further Mm -hmm. or leave. And I don't, I don't know why that is. I didn't get that information, but I did feel an extreme deep sense of purpose that I wasn't supposed to stay there.
0: Okay. And then one more question. I hear a lot of people say this, that they see colors that they've never seen before. So I always (laughs) wonder, I'm like, well, do you mean it's like a mix of purple and green? Or is it like literally a color that cannot be explained based on our color spectrum that we have here?
1: Yeah. I don't even know how to describe that because it's like we don't even have words for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear that a lot in my facilitate Life Between Lives sessions, which are spirit Mm -hmm. realm sessions. And based upon Dr. Michael Newton's work, and I hear that a lot from people when they're in that spirit realm space and experiencing things and they'll just say, I, I don't, cause I'll ask questions. What are you noticing? What's happening? And sometimes people will say, I don't have words for this. I don't know what to say. And so it's like that with the colors too. Like,
0: I don't even know how to answer. I mean, some of them, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think there's there are infinite things that there are no words for. I've heard, I've yeah. done so much reading and listening to different things, which to note, just for the audience to hear, well, who was the gentleman who just mentioned? Michael Dr. Michael Newton. Michael Newton. His wrote... first book was Journey of Souls. Journey of the Souls. Yeah. And then Brian, is it Brian Singer? Brian Weiss. Brian Weiss did many souls, many masters. If yeah. Anybody many, is, many lives, many masters. Many lives, many masters. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Many lives, many masters is a great yeah. book for people who are just curious about, because it's kind of like a, someone who stumbled upon discovering yeah. past life memories and yes. you're the sort of the different experiences of your soul. Cause he was what, a psychiatrist and he just happened to be working with clients that started to regress. And he was like, wow, they have a whole bank of memories and knowledge that has nothing to do with this lifetime. So those are great yeah. starter points for anyone that's curious about what we're speaking to are those yeah. two books.
1: So Brian Weiss is more past life regression. and he what you're, As you said, he was a psychiatrist that was using, I believe, clinical regression, like go to the origin or the source mm-hmm. of where this issue began for you and had somebody regress to another lifetime, <laughs> where Michael Newton's work is more life between lives. So the time when we're not incarnated and nice. his work is based on a lot of research that he... Did over decades with people from all different faith backgrounds.
0: So can you speak to that, Jennifer? Because for those who don't know, what is life between life? What, what does that mean? Where Where is that? Is that, like, I, I think of, like, sort of the train station between one life and the next, but is it in the soul realm? Like, what does that mean to mm-hmm. you? Can you share with us a bit about that?
1: Yeah. So the time when we are not incarnated in a body And between lifetimes, I say between because our human minds work linearly. I don't believe time is as we perceive. It is in the earthly realm. But in space, we already know that time is different than how our brains perceive it in human form. But it is that time when our souls are not incarnated in a body. And so what Michael Newton found and he mapped out beautifully through his research a lot of what occurs in the spirit realm for our souls when we're not incarnated in a body. Things like like time with soul group, other souls that we engage with, learning, energy kinds of exchanges, learning activities, life selection, choosing these bodies and perhaps some life circumstances that we may encounter, but there's always free will. As well. So, all kinds of things, incarnations in other worlds. And that's coming through a lot for people right now. Earth, we're not alone, I don't believe. (laughs) And I've talked to many people who had near death experiences who have had some profound experiences being shown the connection of other worlds that we as humans don't even realize exists.
0: Yeah, which is awesome. And I love those sort of threads of thoughts of considering that we have had experiences that look nothing like the experience of being a human being on planet earth. And that there's infinite possibilities for what existence and life can look like. Yes, absolutely. I've had people
1: whose logical minds become extremely surprised and shocked at things that are coming to them and like, how can this be? What is this? And And then their human mind starts to get in it and try to analyze. And so what's really important to be able to, facilitating sessions like this, be able to help people put their logical mind aside to just go with the experience. Because ultimately, when people are having these experiences, there is something helpful that is coming through for them that can help them in their life today. It's not just about going out. And yes, Going to spirit realm and doing spiritual hypnosis this can be a lot of fun, and we can be very curious about it. That I'm most interested in how is this helpful for you
0: as a human being because you're here, mm-hmm. definitely. And I always offer that to people: that is, if something's coming through to you, there's a reason, right? Be attuned mm-hmm. to it. I my focus is a lot on the divine feminine, and to me, that's being having more than just your five senses, all your senses, your psychic senses your clear senses, which is clairvoyance, clear audience, hearing, seeing things. Yes. Things that are coming to your, everything is to serve you, right? Everything is to help you get more aligned with your soul path and purpose. Why you came here, what you're really aiming towards achieving and growing and evolving towards in this lifetime. And so often, like you said, people will brush it off because it doesn't fit with maybe their scope of understanding of the world or their thoughts about what they're supposed to do or who they are. So it can be a little bit. Jarring to be like what? Like I've never thought about going there or doing that. And you said, Jennifer, that more it's happening more for people that they're kind of remembering lives in other realms, other planets, as other species. And I just heard today on a astrology podcast a woman named Molly McCord. She's lovely. She has a YouTube channel. I recommend everybody listening to her weekly astrologies and really everything she does. It's really helpful. But she was saying that right now especially with with this new moon, there's a new moon coming in on Friday. We're going into Gemini and Gemini is all about communication. So you can suddenly yes. get like new inspiration and new you know, messages coming in. And she said, you yes. might find that you are suddenly feeling this sense of self. That's nothing like who you've been like a new sort of persona. And you're like, where is this coming from? And it's, can be from a past life where maybe you were a leader or a prominent figure or a scholar or a very wise sage, something that you might not identify with, but it's time for that to come online in this lifetime. Absolutely. I think just from, I've been doing this for over a decade and all
1: of what I've witnessed in sessions, there are so many energies that can be drawn upon released if they're not serving people, but brought forward. There's so much help, so much helpful energy that we have been or experienced before that we can utilize in these lives today as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. And again, that's a big part of why I started speaking to this because so many of us are shut down. We're shut down and shut out and off from this information because we say this is weird. This doesn't fit the norms in our society. You're not supposed to hear things. You're not supposed to follow invisible guidance. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a great disservice, but it's also not following your soul's path, but also not following the changes that are happening on earth. Because I believe that we're moving into becoming more spiritually connected beings, because we've been so disconnected on this planet from the truth of who and what we are that we yeah. think that what's real and what's normal is it's actually just like staying in a cave, if you will, right? Uh, unaware of everything else that's a part of the bigger picture. So I think the yeah. that we speak to this, it helps people to say, okay, well, maybe I should pay more attention to this reoccurring dream or this, this pull to go visit this certain place I keep getting, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, pay attention to the signs. That is your higher awareness guiding you and we have free will to listen to that or not. And I can tell everybody listening that I was one of those people who shut it down. There were things that I can see as a very, very deep feeling child that I would experience. And I remember looking up at a young age at the night sky and just crying like with tears on my face. And why am I here? Why was I left here? This isn't my home. Just this awareness of that. And I definitely learned to shut it down because I didn't want to be different or appear strange. And I had an extremely strong, logical, analytical mind. And so I followed the path of Western psychology. And ultimately, I came back more into that intuitive sense, too. And I had to learn how to balance that intuitive part of me and also the logical part of me. And it's funny because... Sometimes people come in and they're like, Well, how are you so normal? (laughs) Like, they don't, they didn't expect that I'm just like a regular human being, too. Uh, But there is a way to integrate our spiritual selves with our human selves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's another thing I aim to do in my work is to sort of be like that in between of one foot in this world and one foot in the other world to show people like, it's not like this big gigantic leap that you can't relate to. It's actually because right. if you take even some principles from western psychology and philosophy, they have tenets of yes. greater spiritual principles, right? Definitely. Yeah, and
1: I have a a mindfulness training background as well and there if you look at mindfulness, I mean a lot of that is traced back way back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Being, becoming the observer, right? Moving into yeah. awareness rather than judgment, just being the observer, noticing yes. what's what's happening without judgment, collecting information, because that's, I mean, that's what it's all about. That's what our soul came here for. It's, it's consciousness, conscious awareness yes. and our ever growing awareness just leads us to a bigger, bigger understanding. And it can be scary at times because it can shake the foundation of what we thought we knew. About ourselves yeah. and lives, but that's why just take it really small. They say that spirit knows you, never gives you more than it knows you can handle at any time. So even if you get like a big surge, like sometimes bam, yeah. bam, bam, things change at once, it's because your soul is saying you're ready. You were ready for this. You're ready to take these bigger leaps. Like you coming into doing this work, you having that near death experience. I imagine it's a little bit scary at first to have a near death experience and to have your world altered, like your understanding altered. But
1: you were like- I was physically shaking for weeks. I mean, I was just like my nervous oh. system because my logical mind, not just from the near-death experience, but also the spiritually transformative experience I had two weeks prior, my logical mind couldn't make sense. And was trying so hard to make sense and rationalize what was happening. And so my logical mind was just like, you're going crazy. <laughs> and yet- it was also very real and emotional and even more real than this life. So I didn't know how to integrate that. But people who have, and all the clairvoyances, all the clairs that you're talking about, clairaudience, clairvoyance, those are STEs, a type of STE, and mm-hmm. that brings your awareness beyond this body and mind. And so when people have those experiences and it, it's, it, can be for some people very jarring to the nervous system and same for near-death experiences that there is an integration process that happens after. Mm -hmm. And it's the same after effects that people experience in NDEs are also the same after effects people experience when they have STEs except for the physical recovery part of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that also the message I want to give to people is there are so many beautiful and wonderful resources out there, more than ever, about if you're yeah. having these experiences, you don't have to go it alone, right? People don't need to feel like, what is wrong with me? What is this? That's It's so important. To I have a lot of everyone that's, most everyone that's been on my show is a great resource for anyone to talk to, but some are more focused on spiritual awakenings. And because mm-hmm. the thing is that a lot of a lot of the stuff we experience can be tied to transform, spiritually transformative experiences, right? Even sudden illnesses or changes in the body sometimes are related to, to transformation. And we, again, if we have a Western medicine mind, we want to attribute it to, I must have this disease or this problem. Sometimes I believe that sometimes illnesses will come in like, yes, it's a virus, but it's sometimes just there to kind of almost like be a cover for what, while other changes are going on behind. So you can call it This disease or this problem, but really, it's also like your your energetic body is shifting and changing. So you're going to notice changes. You're going to need more rest, right, to allow yourself to calibrate and make these changes.
1: That happened to me. I had an ill. It was an illness. I had gotten Lyme disease from a tick bite, and it affected my heart. And so I began having cardiac cardiac issues, and that is what caused my NDE. But ultimately, that's also what led to all of the transformation that I experienced and when I was able to integrate that and also process my own life story subconsciously because I do a lot of inner child work with people too it's not just spirit realm it's also about working through this life I started to get better and I found the physical supports that I needed that I could not find before
0: yes yes and that's so wonderful to share with others so that others can can kind of think oh is that maybe what's going on?" Because it can help us to see every, because what I say a lot on this show that I've heard is that everything that comes into your life is a blessing. Every experience is a blessing. Every person is an angel, which is the idea that no one's a victim. Even right. when we, it's it can be hard for people to hear when tragic things happen, it's always for our highest good, ultimately. If we're exactly. able to see what the actual purpose and cause is behind it, rather than what our sort of more earthly mind would think, which is this is bad and this is good. And it's either one or the other.
1: Yeah. One of the most beautiful things that I have been able to witness, and I feel so much gratitude for being able to have done this in sessions is people going from a place of being in that victim energy. And yes, like nobody wants to intentionally put somebody in harm's way. You know, I wouldn't want to see somebody be in harm's way, but when they're in session and able to gain the greater perspective of that to go from that place of pain and victimhood to whoa, I chose this. Like I chose this life and this experience and here's what I've learned from it and mm-hmm. here's how I can develop healthy boundaries in my life or whatever it is that that person is needing. It's incredibly empowering for people to
0: be able to move into that awareness. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And another shift in perspective that I think I often offer to people who are kind of new to spiritual paths, spiritual awakening, spiritual understandings is kind of what you're speaking to before. You also do not just focus on spiritual transformative experiences, but also on inner child work and inner child healing. Well, if you look at the fact that inner child work is basically about healing a past life within this life, right? You're no longer your five-year-old self, right? But there, that was a, its own lifetime. And the, yes. that's what I always share with people who don't really believe in reincarnation. And I said, well, if it's hard to believe that we lived other, other lives, can you see that you've lived many lives within this life, right? You, yeah. You had your childhood where you had a totally unique set of circumstances that in no way resembles your current life. So we have many lives. We we are born and die to many lives within that, this life. And that's why there's challenging times in life because you're literally, in a way, dying and transforming into a new period, a new path. But yeah, I think it, it's then that ties into inner child work because there's something to gain from that past self within this life, but also there's something to heal that's maybe keeping you stuck on something where you want to move forward, but your five-year-old self is like, I'm stuck here. Can you help yep. me? Can you release yep. me from this block, this, this pain that I can't seem to let go of?
1: Yeah. One of the things I see, and in, in, I teach spiritual and transpersonal hypnosis training as well, and we train our students to do that as well, to not only, sometimes people call and they only want to go to the spirit realm, but there may be some things in childhood keeping them stuck that need to be worked on. And so we always train people to look at whatever's coming up for a person, their subconscious is going to take them where they need to go. Sometimes it's not always what they're expecting or wanting, but it's what they're needing. And so that's really important for people to understand that you are going to receive what it is that you're needing. And when you get into the quantum space, there is, time isn't linear. And so people in that broader perspective are able to be in the awareness of their current self and also their younger self or many selves in utero. We also do in utero womb regression. And in, I do those as part of my past life regressions and life between life sessions. But again, you can resource from your inner self to provide your younger self, what is needed and vice versa. And it just, it is, it's like many, many of their lifetimes, but there's so much goodness there to be experienced.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, yeah, everything is very rich and whatever comes to you is a, a beautiful piece of what you are ready for and what's going to help you and aid you in this next step of your journey. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. It's all, it's a beautiful. I mean, the, the things that we witness and then our students start practicing and that just, we are constantly hearing like, oh my gosh, just these magical transformative stories that we're so used to seeing now in this work, but it's true. I mean, there's just incredible transformations that are possible and it can happen so
0: quickly. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. I think they're happening more and more at this time. And I think we're gonna see more of that because we're just ready. It's time as a collective that we are evolving our understanding. We've lived in a long we've lived for a long time very separate from these ideas and feeling separate from what we are inherently a part of which is why so many of us feel so lonely and depressed and become addicted and feel just hopeless is because we don't understand this much greater thing, this beacon of infinite hope and love that we, again, are inherently one with. Yes. And we are each other. I mean, I
1: know that my own spiritual journey continues to evolve and my perspectives broaden and consciousness is always expanding as well. And we're seeing that in sessions sessions now life between life sessions aren't necessarily looking exactly the same as they were when Michael Newton did his research. And that's because he did it back in the sixties. Co- human consciousness has expanded greatly. And I've noticed over a decade now that there have been widespread shifts and other practitioners are noticing it as well With in mm-hmm. sessions. And it's just consciousness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Such, such beautiful, exciting stuff. So Jennifer, can you share a little more about your, when you're working with clients and because you found that hypnosis sessions, like past life regressions, that sort of thing can really help people to get to discovering the root cause of what drives their behavior and emotional and mental battles. So how do you do that work with somebody and how does it help them to finally and these battles because those battles are brutal and it really does keep us from stepping into our true powers and gifts and abilities and to releasing all of that sort of messaging and basically just brainwashing that we're not good enough and that we're not capable cuz we have to we have to get out of our own way right we get conditioning yes. that's the word i was looking for we have all this yes. conditioning from being in this world that tells us you have to look this way and do this thing and have this thing to be good enough so how does, how does regression and hypnotherapy help with that?
1: Well, so my colleague and I, who I teach the training with over the years, have noticed patterns. And, and you just said, not good enough. That's one of them. It doesn't matter what a person's coming in for. I've worked with people on a lot of people who experience anxiety or anxiousness, people who feel a lack of self-confidence or they're like they're stuck in some way. People who ha- have a fear of public speaking, it doesn't matter what a person is coming in for. We Those are like branches of a tree and the leaves. There could be a million leaves, a million different issues that show up in life, but we've really traced it down to three potential core wounds, either a feeling of inadequacy, like I'm not good enough, which you just said, a feeling of alone or separateness, I'm, I'm alone, or a lack of feeling emotionally or physically safe. And so it could be there, whatever issue they have that they're coming in with really comes down to one or more of those three things. And so it's the root. We teach a process of how to do the intake to ask very very specific questions to get to the root of what's happening in the training. But once the root is identified, you're able to work with that. And also the issue, how it's showing up in their lives simultaneously in different ways. And a lot of times it does go to childhood that, or, or adolescence, but earlier in life that whatever's happening outside in their adult life right now and their external circumstances may not be the exact same thing that they experienced when they were younger, but the underlying emotion that it's triggering is the same. And so the alarm bells come up. The protector of anxiety or inner critic or whatever it happens to be shows up and says, you got to listen to me and do what I say. And if you do that, you're going to be okay. And so it's not about whatever thing is happening in their life. That's just the trigger to the core root wound. Mm -hmm. And their inner being knows like, oh, I've experienced this before. We're not consciously thinking that. It's subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And so act this way or don't act this way keep yourself small, whatever it happens to be. And it, it often, there is things in childhood because childhood can also be repatterning of past life experiences. So it could go to other lifetimes. Very often people process
0: things in childhood. And for a lot of people, that's enough. Oh, wow. So they can, they process their childhood or in their, during their childhood, they were processing stuff from past lives.
1: No, it can be related also to other lifetimes, but typically they'll process through childhood and their subconscious will take them to an experience or event where they felt that way. And, And it just shows up simultaneously. And then there are interventions we can do in that space to help process through and help them release. There's things that can be handed back generationally. There are times where their younger self may need to give voice to say to others what they weren't able to say then. There's all kinds of things that can be done in that space that help people to release what's needed so that they can then reclaim their inner power and send that forward on their timeline and become the person they want to be and like step into that body and feel that experience.
0: Yeah. Which is such a wonderful experience. It's free, right? I think free so is a good word for when you release some of these things. Cause then you recognize that, that it's amazing. We can get used to a certain state of being. Mm-hmm. And as we grow and heal, we can realize, gosh, that was so uncomfortable. It's almost like taking off, like, I don't know if there's like a tight band, like around your shoulders, yeah. keeping you tense and you take it off and you're like, Oh, this is way better.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's funny. Cause some of us will talk practitioners and we're like, have you noticed? Sometimes we'll be, we're in trance with people too, as we're going through the session experience. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you can almost start to see a person's physical shape, just start to shift. And I I have to like shake my head a couple of times, like what is happening? But -hmm. there is a transformation happening
0: and it's all energetic. Yes. And you're, the way you look can also change as you begin to grow and change spiritually and heal. And you shed because those energies, when it's lower energies that hold like painful memories, it can, it keeps a certain appearance. But when you shed them, your radiance comes out a little more, right? I think radiance yes. is a beautiful word that connects with the idea of as you, your spiritual essence starts to come out. Because your soul itself is brilliantly radiant, right? It's like, like if we saw, yes. a, if we were somebody able to see a soul, we would be like blinded by the brilliance <laughs> of the yes. light. It's so beautiful. <laughs> But where the journey of this lifetime is to return to that state, despite the, these conditionings, these understandings, these these false core beliefs that were created—that we are not safe, and that we are separate, and that we are inadequate—and so as we release those, we start to step into our wholeness, our fullness, and uh, wow, what I mean, think about how much our world is going to change when more people live that way and in that state. It will be, as Eckhart Tolle's book says, a new earth. Yeah, and the aren't. other thing that changes. Not only do we feel better about ourselves, but because we feel better, better about ourselves, it's not so much about competing with others. Most of our right. world is about is based on competition, right? It's a zero sum yeah. game. You so got to sure. be down here so I can be up here. But when we all step forward, if when we recognize that we're not there's there's enough space for everyone because everyone has their own unique gift we're bringing. Right? It's not just like we're all competing to be the best writer or speaker or singer, it's because everyone sings their own tune and writes their own words that are all uniquely theirs. But it takes that release of that that knot that's tied within us that says, no, like I have to fight my way to get to not be inadequate, to be a right. to not feel like I'm not safe. I need to fight my way. When we release that, it frees us up to actually be who we truly are and let our unique own light and gift come forward. And when that competition goes away, everything changes.
1: Yeah, that's one of our philosophies in our Soul Connection hypnosis training is non-competitive environment. We each have something unique to bring and we're each going to attract the people and energies that we're meant to work with. And one of the perspectives that has very much changed for me is I don't have a sense anymore. And this has been a long journey. It didn't just happen immediately, but I, I really don't have a sense anymore of otherness or separateness. Mm. I have this perspective when interacting with people and even when talking to you, like we, we all come from source. We are literally each other. We have, yes, our individual identities that we're experiencing here, but we're also not separate We come from the same place. We are source expressing in our own unique way. And source, as you said, has an unlimited potential for that. Unlimited possibilities exist. And so here's the possibility of Jen and here's the possibility of Whitney. And yet we have the same origination.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's, uh, it's important to have patience with this because some people try to figure it out through their brain and you can't figure it out (laughs) through your mind. Right. No, 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 it's a feeling. It's a feeling. And so, and it's like this progression when you drop from your mind and then you feel it more, but then that feeling becomes a knowing where you don't have to convince yourself of it. Right. And that's when I think of like this new earth, it's, the same way that right now we don't have to force ourselves to feel jealous or to feel insecure, it just happens naturally because it's what we've really seated here. But one day, we're, none of us are going to have to try to feel self-love and self. It's just going to be the state of just we, the state that we're in, the knowing we're in, and how glorious that will be. Because again, that will be the game changer because our knowing and our beliefs govern our behavior. And right now, because our resting state is insecure scarcity, competition, disconnect. We're fighting. We're trying. We're criticizing. We're judging all the time. But once that knowing changes and we don't have to try to figure it out through our mind or try to convince ourselves that we love ourselves, once we're in that state, our behaviors, our our conduct changes and everything changes. We work, as you said, side by side, moving forward rather than right. Battling that get, changed
1: for me, and like you said, patience it's a journey, it's the you know, yeah, and it's know. not always linear either, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a linear journey. But yeah. that I didn't always have self love, I had a super strong inner critic I had to learn to work through, and I've worked with many people around inner critic stuff. I had a lot of anxiety, worry, so all of these things, I mean, it ultimately has been this path that I've been on, not from trying, but from working through my stuff and processing my stuff and allowing and opening, and then more supports or resources would show up. And then the next step and just being present. I mean, so much of it is getting out of constant past, future, and just being present. And then what we need shows up from that presence.
0: Yes. Yeah. You hear about that so often that when people really release the need to like force anything or push anything, that things just kind of start whoop just dropping in, just coming through exactly what you need, exactly the guidance you were looking for. When because it's more like opening that door, like leaving the door open for it and allowing it to come at its own time. But let things come to you. That's the manifestation space. I mean, that's kind of like the next level
1: stuff. And And I've noticed that a lot in my life now. And again, 15, 20 years ago, I might not have been ready to hear this. And that's okay. I can look back now and be like, oh, okay, here was each step that just showed up. But it is in the letting go and allowing that we create space for what needs to, what can serve us to be present for us.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. And then Jen, do you think you could share with us some takeaways for the audience listening? You you do also in your work, the idea of connecting with your higher self for getting, receiving real insights. Mm-hmm. How do you guide people into connecting with their higher self? What are your tips? What are your guidance for that? Because for those just kind of starting out or those who feel very caught up in their earthly pursuits and their past and their traumas, how do we get into that higher connection with our higher self.
1: This is one reason I created a spiritual hypnosis kit because even if people are interested in exploring it, we have very human selves and and I get it. Like I said, I have a very strong logical and analytical mind. And so being able to open and let go is a process and it can't be forced. It's just like you can't force trying to fall asleep you have to be able to let go into it. And that's what this process is too. So I use hypnosis and there are many ways to experience hypnosis. We all experience hypnosis every single day. If you're driving a car and daydreaming, that is hypnosis. If you're watching a good movie or book and you feel the emotions, that's hypnosis. If you worry, that is actually a form of hypnosis. And so we all experience it. I just use it in a way that helps people to connect with that more expanded awareness so that they can gain that greater perspective. But it is a process. And one of the biggest things as hypnosis facilitators we experience is what's called conscious interference, which is the human mind trying to come in and trying to do the work for people. And what people think happens is oh, like this person is resistant to this work or they're experiencing resistance. All resistance is, is protection. That's it. And so if we can work with the protection and why it's trying to protect that person through hypnosis, then the protection can step aside and then people can experience that more expanded awareness. But there is some preparation. So if somebody wants to have a spiritual hypnosis session, and this is different than I want to work on an issue in my life that might involve more inner child work. There isn't really preparation necessarily that's needed for that. But for spiritual hypnosis, there is. I have people go through some guided experiences in the kit that guide them through various guided imagery experiences or meditations. And there's also video video instruction in terms of how to work with things that might come up for them a lot of times the books make it sound like it's going to be an extremely visual experience and that's not necessarily true for everybody. You know, those books of course are writing about the cream of the crop stories that are very vivid and and entertaining because we love that. But there are many many people who experience sessions more as a felt sense or inner knowing where it's not super visual. I've had sessions myself like that. And so just being able to do education around that and be able to Learn as much as you can before going in and doing some practices is
0: how you can have the most successful experience. Beautiful. Thank you so much for those tips and this guidance. Well, Jennifer, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I'm so excited I finally got to speak about near-death experiences and spiritually transformative experiences because I am I, I just think they're so pivotal and crucial. And, and they happen for a reason, not only for that person, but so that this person can speak to them. So yeah. thank you for speaking to your experience, because the more people that do speak to it, it lands on the ears of others like me who say, "What?" Like, but it's also like, why does that feel right? Like, why do why do I care so much <laughs> with it? You know, like it's yeah. If this first time I heard things, I was like, yeah, that that checks out for me. I feel like mm-hmm. that's oh, you, know, you go to a greater understanding, you go to a place of peace, and it. Yeah. So thanks. That knowing, but then your mind is yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your mind's like, wait yeah, a minute. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for your work. And Jennifer, if people want to find you, how can they check you out? How can they potentially work with you? Sure. So my website is JenCatlin,
1: Catlin, just J-E-N-C-A-T-L-I-N at or dot com. Sorry. JenCatlin.com. And my email is info at jencatlin.com.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Jen. This was so much fun. Thank you. I had a great time talking to you. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.